on this day, May 8th, 1998, Deep Impact comes hurtling towards the Earth with disastrous consequences. I'm Steven Sklansky, and I'm your host for Pod This Day. On this episode, we will be discussing the film Deep Impact with uh, Tay Leone, Morgan Freeman, and Robert Duvall. We'll also be talking about how Armageddon stacks up to Deep Impact. And finally, also on this day. Hey guys, so um, like I said, I'm Steven Sklansky, and I am doing a solo episode of Pod This Day for right now. So uh, let's dive right in. This episode, um, we're going to be talking about, as you heard on the top, the movie Deep Impact. I was a really big fan of this movie the year it came out, um, which was 1998, and it was released on May 8th in theaters, and it kind of competed with the movie Armageddon at the time, and later in the episode we'll discuss, you know, who wins out in that scenario. But first, give you a little background. Um, Deep Impact is about a comet that is hurtling towards Earth and can mean the end of all human life. The U.S. government keeps the crisis under wraps, but crack reporter Jenny Lerner uncovers the truth, forcing U.S. President Beck to announce his plan. Grizzled astronaut Spurgeon Fish Tanner and his team will land on the comet and lay explosives, hopefully deterring the object from its doomsday course. If not, humanity will have to prepare for the worst. So, a couple different things. Obviously, the plot of this movie has very much similar plot points to Armageddon. Although the biggest difference, I think, with Deep Impact was that, I guess, one, they kept it under wraps. And two, it felt more humanitarian. Um, you kind of learn how the rest of the population of at least the United States and the world kind of experience a doomsday scenario. Whereas in Armageddon, it's just this group of core astronauts, you know, fighting for their life. Not many people realize what's going on until practically too late. But in Deep Impact, you see how a family reacts, the family that actually discovered the comet. Um, you see uh, Taylioni's character and her mom and how the end of the world kind of impacts them. And then you obviously have the president, played by Morgan Freeman, um, who doesn't love, you know, <laughs> a president with a deep voice to calm the citizens of the United States, saying, you know, everything will be all right, but we do have a plan. And it was kind of interesting that their plan was, uh, it was a lottery system, um, but they shoveled all the, you know, smartest people and all the people that could uh, help with after the comet hits the earth. And then they had a lottery for basically the rest of the population. And they did these bunkers all over the world. But realistically... They relied on Robert Duvall's team to go up, plant some uh, explosives, and blow the comet to kingdom come, which 
oddly enough, they <laughs> broke off enough of a chunk of it to still survive the apocalypse, which I think was still rather funny that, you know, part of it went by the earth, the other part hit uh, the Pacific Ocean, or sorry, the Atlantic Ocean, waters rushed in, obviously it destroyed all of the East Coast, and pretty much made it to the Midwest. So, if you live in Minnesota like I do, we were probably spared. Whereas, you know, D.C., New York, Florida, Georgia, all the other uh, states on the East Coast were underwater, so hopefully they like snorkeling. But most likely they're probably dead. <laughs> um, but the good news is it did not destroy the world, which I think is... Uh, probably much better than um, seeing, you know, everyone fail. Or even like in Armageddon, everything blows up, Earth is saved, no lasting damage aside from the meteors that hit New York kind of halfway through the movie. So some of my favorite parts of the movie, um, like I mentioned, I think the biggest one is the discovery of the comet. Um, as a kid growing up, I really did like looking through a telescope and looking at the stars and seeing what's out there. I remember being brought to the planetarium, looking at Mars and Venus and the other planets, um, and just kind of seeing what's out there. So when this movie came out, I was very intrigued that this kid helped discover the comic, got to name it, and, you know, become a really popular kid in school, which was really funny. You watch the assembly, the kid's like, oh man, now you're going to get laid. And everyone cheered, and he's like, am I really? Because, you know, he's a kid, he's really young. Um, and then as the movie progresses, we start realizing that, obviously, the fate of humanity is really in the grasp of these astronauts. And then you kind of take it to the, the party the night before they were all launching. And Robert Duvall's character was, you know, going to the kids and say, Hey man, we might not be coming back from this mission. You better pull your heads out of your asses. And, you know, this isn't a simulator. This isn't, uh, you know, just fun and games. This is real life. This is people depending on us. And, he goes and sits on his own and the astronauts go over and join him. And they really take a step to kind of becoming a whole unit, which, you know, they didn't want to be, they didn't want old grandpa on the mission. They wanted themselves to be the heroes, but you need age and wisdom on this type of mission to hopefully help it succeed. So next we have, um, some of the differences between uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact and, you know, who wins out on who. So I have Armageddon versus Deep Impact, the definitive analysis. So as I mentioned before, Deep Impact, astronaut, uh, you know, asteroid movie, and then you got Armageddon, asteroid movie. You have... Uh, <laughs> The trail, so if you watch the trailers for both of them, um, Armageddon, you know, they kind of 
deem it as like a silly space movie about blowing stuff up, where Deep Impact is the serious Earth movie about people in danger. <laughs> so you look at, you know, Ben Affleck's character and Liv Tyler and Steve Buscemi and all the characters basically from an oil rig getting on a uh, spaceship with astronauts and going to space, drilling a hole, planting nukes, and boom, it was a silly idea. Whereas I like Deep Impact for, you know, the, the seriousness of it. What if a comet or asteroid were to hit the Earth? They definitely took it deep down to the core and had a lot of emotion behind it. And obviously in Armageddon, Liv Tyler and uh, Ben Affleck's romance, I guess you could say, is the uh, humanity, you know, emotional side of the movie. Um, but Deep Impact's trailer, I think, does a better job building suspense. And obviously you can't go wrong with Morgan Freeman uh, being your narrator. He should do pretty much every trailer. I think when he retires from acting, if he does do trailers, that's where this dude belongs. Uh, but also shows, but here was the big thing about the trailers is it showed too much of the third act, whereas Armageddon leaves a lot more mystery to what's going to happen. So according to this article, the winner was Armageddon because Deep Impact gives way too much away um, on the uh, trailer. So next up, we got cast. So Armageddon has their leads, Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, co-stars Billy Bob Thornton, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark, Duncan, William Flitchner, Owen Wilson, uh, Will Patton, Eddie Griffin, um, and a slew of others. Uh, Deep Impact has Tate Leone, Morgan Freeman, Elijah Wood as their leads. Co-stars Robert Duvall, Lily Sabisky, who I adore. She's really cute. Uh, John Farvo, uh, which obviously you can't go wrong with him. Uh, James Cromwell, Kirkwood Smith from that 70s show. So I think they had a fairly decent cast as well. Um, analysis. Deep Impact has a really good cast. Tay Leone has always been underrated, but has uh, more actors who know you know by face, not by name. Armageddon has an even bigger names while having plenty of character actors. So, once again, Armageddon, for both its lead and minor roles. Uh, now down to the bare bones. Main plot. Armageddon, a group of blue-collar drillers, have to train to be astronauts in two weeks so they can fly to space and place a nuclear bomb inside a giant asteroid. Deep Impact, a journalist discovers the government has secretly been preparing for over a year to send a team of astronauts to place a nuclear bomb on a comet that'll wipe out all life on the planet. Two weeks versus one year. I guess in Armageddon, we don't necessarily know how quickly the comet was coming, but it seems like Deep Impact was discovered so far in advance that they could formulate a plan. Whereas in Armageddon, two weeks, that's it. We got to get going now. Um, so basic story foundation is exactly the same, except Armageddon, they have to bury a bomb deep inside the meteor as opposed to Deep Impact surface explosion to knock it off course, which obviously doesn't work. Um, that creates a second non-existent level, but still devastating comet, which hits the planet and kills most of the U.S. eastern seaboard. Most of Armageddon um, is told from Bruce Willis's point of view, whereas Deep Impact follows multiple storylines, which I personally liked more than the other, um, in the style of Failsafe. 
The winner, Ty. This is the exact same plot, just told from different perspectives. Personally, I think Deep Impact gets the win, so pff, screw you guys. Um, secondary plots, Armageddon. You know, Bruce Willis doesn't want his daughter Liv Tyler dating his reckless employee Ben Affleck. It's a whole thing. Um, personal life on the drill crew, just, you know, just really funny, you know, side stories between all of them. With Deep Impact, you got Tay Leona getting along with her dad, uh, doesn't get along with her dad. Young Elijah Wood, who discovered the comet, marries his girlfriend so she and her family could um, be saved. You know, where would you go? I gotta go with the little kids, you know, getting married so that way their families can survive. So, obviously Bruce Willis raises an amazing, brilliant daughter, then tries to murder her boyfriend because he works for him. You know? With Deep Impact, characters all feel like real humans. So, Deep Impact's the winner. And, lastly, there's scientific accuracy. Which, obviously, is a, is a joke. Um, this may be the least scientifically accurate movie ever made. Talking about Armageddon. It's aggressively not accurate. For example, at the beginning, a basketball-sized meteorite lands in New York City next to someone, and they're totally fine as opposed to the entire borough being dis uh, a disaster zone. The movie plays on a continuous loop in Neil deGrasse Tyson's own personal hell. Deep Impact. Eh, not totally sure. Which is all that matters. How many of us are scientists? Not many of us in the moment can specifically say, that's not technically right, or, oh, that's 100% accurate. Um, it all seems plausible and the meteor collision looks as devastating as you'd imagine. I know explosions in space don't make it sound, so it's not all correct, but a normal view won't be uh, shaking their head at any of the science. So, winner. Despite Michael Bay's awesome action, Deep Impact is the winner. So, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. Uh, which do you think was the... Uh, better movie deep impact armageddon thoughts head over to facebook and uh, i'll put up a post and you guys can tell me which movie you like better all right and lastly on this episode of pod this day we have also on this day so i pulled up a few uh dates and uh fun facts for may 8th And we have, first up, May 8th, 1973, Ernie Banks fills in for the uh, Cubs manager, Whitey Lockman, who was ejected during the game, technically becoming the first African-American manager. So that's kind of cool. I've been a Cubs fan ever since I can remember growing up, um, going to Wrigley Field with my parents and brother. Just a great atmosphere. So it's kind of cool that the Cubs were able to put this guy into a manager role and show him what he's got and there's been several african-american managers since then next up may 8th 1912 film and television production and distribution studio paramount pictures is founded so all you guys that love paramount movies with the stars flying into the screen 1912 that is Probably one of the oldest production companies in America. Next, 
We're going old school here. May 8th, 1541. Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto discovers the Mississippi River. Now, I was really thinking to myself, how hard is it to discover the Mississippi? Or to know (laughs) that you discover the Mississippi? Obviously, it's huge. It runs all the way up from where I am in Minnesota, all the way down to Louisiana. And you're just walking along and you discover a wide body of river. First of all, (laughs) I would hope he discovered in Louisiana and walked as far north as possible to map it. Because if you discovered it in the middle, where do you go? Left? Go right? You have no idea your bearings, I'm sure, 1954, there wasn't, or 1541, there wasn't the way it maps or anything. So really, I hope this guy planned his trip very well. All right, guys. And lastly, May 8th, 1958, U.S. Vice President Richard Nixon is shoved, stoned, booed, and spat upon by protesters in Peru. So before Nixon apparently became president, he was pretty much hated in other countries. So it's a good thing that people saw this and still wanted to vote him into office. So he obviously did not much better once he became president, apparently, uh, with Watergate and all that fun stuff. So let's uh, take a lesson from this. And if someone does not like someone, they probably won't make a good president. So let's continue that trend, hopefully, in the future. All right, guys, that has been Pod This Day, um, our movie, Deep Impact. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, Head over to Facebook, search Pod This Day, and you can follow us and like our page on there. We're on Instagram and Twitter, at Pod This Day. So make sure to follow uh, to see all the awesome posts, because unfortunately we might not be releasing episodes every day to tell you the fun things that come out, but I will post every day the fun things that happen in the world, um, according to pop culture, and sometimes history here and there. So, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky, and this has been Pod This Day.